Oh man! What is this? That's bullshit. Oh that my should be god! A knife, at least. It's a weed smoking device. Yeah, it looks Shh. like a key. You're so when cops pull you over, they'll see that and be like, "That's definitely a key." Of course, to your all car. keys come that large. Yeah, yeah, they come that large, and they come with a with a little flip out thing. Mm-hmm. Is there like another button you can push and an actual it is. large it's like key a comes switch out? Blade. <laughs> I wish. This That'd be cool. Cool. Kingpin. Fancy. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's the brand. I'm not just like saying kingpin. You're not calling me kingpin? Yeah. You're such a kingpin with your weed. weed? I don't know. Weed pen? Kingpin? Kingpin. Kingpin. Weed pen. Yeah. King weed. King weed. Speaking of king weed, no, I don't. Um, have it. Well, I found something out. What? Uh, recently, from your therapist. No, did I did. Uh, <laughs> did you just judge yourself? No. Oh. What? <laughs> you made a face when no one else took the weed. Like, oh, well, fuck y'all. <laughs> uh, not at all. Um. Uh, I did. F- I guess I found some things out from my therapist, but more importantly, last night uh, I I found out that a lot of um, Christians believe that uh, Bigfoot does exist. Wait, well, I mean, Christians Bigfoot are people. What does that and have that, to do with yeah. Christianity for you? And then because I know you're so religious, is Cain? Wait, oh wait, wait! God. Literally, Cain? Literally, Cain? Who's Abel? Abel's dead. Cain killed Abel. Was Abel a Bigfoot? No, but Cain is now because God was like, you're going to wander the earth for eternity. And just didn't shave and that's why? Yeah. Okay. And if you... Uh, <laughs> this is... The most... The... the <laughs> the It's actually cataloged in uh, different parts of the Mormon... Bible? Mormon? Oh, yeah. Well, it is the most interesting I was going to say, the most reliable one, for yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. So much information in there. So anyway, basically... Bigfoot. Fuck y'all, Bigfoot Wait, exists. Bigfoot's in the Book of Mormon? Yeah. I need to read that thing. Yeah. I got one at home. Uh, I have all the... Na- I, I actually got all this information for... I was going to tell a story, uh, one of our stories on that, but it really wasn't... Yeah. It wasn't good? It wasn't... No. no. It was great. <laughs> it was awesome. It was uh, too good for it us. was too it was too good for a full mm-hmm. a full Got two it. minute Lisa reading. Got it. <laughs> you knew we would just ruin it with our skepticism and our facts. Well, I figured, you know, if if you're gonna fuck fuck to come, not only will I bring Bigfoot into this, but also <laughs> yeah. the Mormon Bible. Well, why not? I mm-hmm. mean, that makes it more believable in a weird way. Uh-huh. Just because so many people read yeah. that in church does that come up in church is that one of their i mean how I, does it work how frequently it does bigfoot discussed like a feast of the bigfoot yeah it's it like september 30th beyond the mormon religion um or sect uh <laughs> and a lot of people just are like uh there's there's two uh there's two other things that bigfoot could be from the bible and i don't remember well, there's a lot of characters. Neophytes? Should we cast Bigfoot? Is Neophytes a thing? Sure. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, Le- the Lendonites? <laughs> no. Let's just make words up. The Hittites? The Hittites are fossils. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. That's the the devil put there. Stalactites. That's that's cave cum. (laughs) I don't think Bigfoot would knock down stalactites because he does live in the caves. I'm sure that's how he's escaping detection. Well, actually, they saw him in Tennessee, Paris, Tennessee. The Christians did. No, the Mormon guy. He was one of the first. I'm just gonna y'all. Well, we do have a special episode lined up, but let's do this. We no, it's okay. (laughs) I'll go. I'll go screw. It'll be a quick one. Okay. No, this is actually, I'm curious. So. You are curious? Yeah. Well, Joseph Smith, Mormon guy. The no, Mormon but guy. like his, I mean, brother. His cousin. His cousin <laughs> saw Bigfoot. Uh, cousin and probably a rel- like more than cousins, you know? Oh, yeah. With all the inbreeding. That's what I'm saying. No, Marrying I know. Yeah. Cousin squared. Boop, boop. <laughs> cousin, non-cousin action. Hmm. Hmm. Why can't I don't know. I find uh, because uh, you dreamed it. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to be so mad because I actually did research on the other one that I wrote down. Son of a bitch. It's well, okay. It's Let's okay. Well, we can roll into yeah what we're here for. Yeah, it's a very special episode. Yeah. Well. We, you're also listening to Weird Brunch. Oh, shit. That's Weird the Brunch. podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm Whitney Lamond. I'm Karina Magyar. I'm Lisa Friedrich. And, uh, you're this still- is our guest. Oh, with your guest. Yeah. Tell us your name. I'm Carly Fisher, and I own Soundsite Tarot. There <gasps> we go. Yay. Lovely. She's here to read our tarot cards. Uh, I will say the last time I had this done, it was really terrible. <laughs> the girl w- read my cards at first and then was like, actually, I'm going to reshuffle the deck and lay it out again. And I was like, okay. And she did. <laughs> and it, the reading was still really like foreboding. So yeah. It's all about having the right reader because the cards are just images on paper. And okay. so it's the person that's the portal who talks to you that makes the difference. It's just like having a therapist or a doctor. Yeah. You know, you find the person, not just the tool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and you're good. You're good. You're good at this. Was it a friend of yours? Like that was it wasn't. Okay. okay. That's good. good. Yeah. It was not a friend. It was just a person. Not I a had my anymore. palm read on the back patio of bunk shots and it was the most offensive thing that ever happened to me and I wanted to slap him mm. and he had a Spanish accent and I didn't like him. Oh, well, wow. That took a turn. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Spanish accent. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Like from Spain. Okay. I, yeah. Like Barcelona. Yeah. Seriously. I wanted to slap him just for that. But then he said terrible things about me and it was very rude. Wow. I was just was reading this? my palm. This was four years ago. I think I cried about it on the internet because it bothered me so much. Anyway, I haven't had my fortune read since, so I'm very excited. So both of us are coming from a bad place. <laughs> well, it's funny because I work with maybe 40 people a week, give or take, depending on the week. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will say that they're scared. And I used to say dismissively, oh, there's nothing to be scared of. You're being silly. And then I hear stories like this, and I've heard them over the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I realize it comes from a very real place where you have really rude people who are taking advantage of the situation to tell you things that you can't disprove and then they get inside your head yeah and then you have to deal with what they told you and try to tell yourself it's not real yeah it's tough i i get it they mess with (laughs) your mind it's true Uh, 
anyway. I wasn't scared. Now you are. <laughs> now you're now. scared. Um, well, how should we? How should we do this? Who's going? Who's gonna? Well, Lisa, was your last type of reading a good experience? Yes. Just curious. Okay. Since we both said ours, I figured. Okay, so you're great. Fine. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's just go this way. Okay. So, so, so me first. first. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, okay. Are I'll you ready? Are you, do you want you. someone else you're to go first? to the hot seat. Okay. That's true. That's good. I'm okay. coming over. So. <clears throat> Let's explain what's happening. Oh, and just so you know, we obnoxiously interrupt each other, which will now include you. So I'm sorry. Honored. We'll try not to do it too much. Yes. No. Yeah. We will oh, be man. very quiet over here. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start shuffling the deck and you guys can, uh, can we share a microphone maybe while I set down this one? Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. So what do you want us to work on together, Whitney? I don't know. What do, <laughs> what are the typical things? <laughs> I think for most people, they would list it as romance, career, and then maybe a personal hobby. But in Austin, especially when I work with women, the layout is usually career, romance, and personal hobby. But if you don't want to choose just one topic, then we can just look at life overall. And if you think about how your perspective in the moment can change the whole way that you see your world, then we can just work with that framework and kind of help support it. Okay, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah, we're going um, deep today. Yeah, I would go um, career first. I mean, I, yeah, I'm I'm engaged now, so I feel like romance. I'm not like Check. searching. <laughs> done, <Yeah>. done, <laughs> over. Yeah, not over. Yeah, you well, know, just you beginning. Know. But if it pops new. up, whatever. But career, let's do that. I'm into it. All right, so supporting you with your work, um, that was, that's what we'll choose as our topic. And now okay. you can cut both of our decks about halfway and just take a portion and set it to the side for each deck. All right. Carly, can I ask why we're using two decks as opposed to normally um, one deck? Yeah. That's a good question that I forget is a question. <laughs> I use two different decks because I love the original Rider Waite Smith deck, as most readers do. And yet, it can be really material oriented and it can be really like blunt as it delivers a message with its artwork. Mm -hmm. And so when you take another deck and you integrate it into your spread, you'll hear a similar message because the deck I chose is based on the Rider Waite Smith deck, but it has this art deco style to it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like having Galadriel talk to you instead <laughs> of having like, yes. <laughs> yeah, Bilbo Baggins talk to you or something like, it's just like, it's, you know, great people, wise people, but a slightly different message based on how they're going to yeah. share it. So are All you going right. to play your spread out like some from one deck, some from the other? Yes. Okay. I call it a stacked reading when I'm teaching it to my apprentices. And one thing I've always wanted to do is to actually like change my deck where I might have two sets of the major arcana cards or mm. something, but I haven't ever used a stacked deck. I just do this, which I call a stacked oh reading. I've always wanted apprentices. I'm so glad you've got some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I didn't have apprentices, I couldn't cover the whole city of Austin. I'm doing my best <laughs> to get there everywhere and make people feel better about it. All right, so here's our yes. roadmap. Okay. I'll use this spread with everybody, but um, so that you know what we're doing, we'll look at your present moment. Okay. And then we'll talk about something you could be less worried about. Okay. By contrast, we'll focus, we'll talk about where you could be putting your focus. Okay. And then we'll address an action that could help you integrate those ideas into your work. All right. And then the center card will be a resource to support you. And because that's where this purplish, softer card is, um, it's going to be more of an inner resource 
and maybe something that is in your subconscious or that you don't realize is a great skill. And we'll just talk about integrating it more as you move forward. Let's do it. Okay. So I like to let you turn over cards because I think it's more empowering. So when you're ready, you can turn over the top card. Okay. This is set up in like a cross formation. Yeah. Oh yeah. I call this spread the North star because I feel like it gives you a sense of guidance, but it's general enough that you decide if you follow it and how you want to do it. Okay. Okay, so your first card is the Queen of Swords. And because there's a woman sitting on a throne um, beckoning to the people in front of her, we get a sense of leadership. Okay. And this queen is only showing us one side of her face, which gives us the feeling that she's not showing us her full self. So the question I ask when I see this card is, do you feel like you're not bringing your full self to work, not showing your heart, not showing a soft side? Are you feeling forced to be commanding or directive? Am I feeling forced to be commanding mm-hmm. or direct? Um, not necessarily. I don't know. I'm, there's only two people in my department, so it's kind of split between me and someone else. I do have to. Uh, I work under some the other person in our department, though. I don't know. Do they have those qualities? Like, do you feel like they're really direct with what they say, and are they really sharp? Um, I mean, she's direct, but I, I don't think I would say sharp. Um, I like a sword? Sharp like a sword. <laughs> and I don't mean Use sharp as, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you're using sharp if it, it's like kind of cutting or sharp as in like, oh, she's sharp as a tack. She's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, not very cutting. We get along really well. Good, good, yeah. good, good. Is she a mentor to you? Um, No. We're just, well, I mean, she's not, I mean, I love her, (laughs) but I don't think we're in a mentor-mentee relationship. No. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And then what are your aspirations inside this job? Are you trying to move into a position of leadership? Are you happy where you are right now? Um, I like where I am. I, my opportunity to move up is, mm, it would mean that, (laughs) she would have to like get another job and I know she doesn't want to cause where we work is like a really great spot. So it's not that I, I don't know. There just isn't room to move up. Oh man. That's what it is. I've Unless it was yeah. showgirls and she had an accident mm-hmm. and then you can yeah, that, that's <laughs> it. just push her down the stairs. There are a lot uh, of stairs where you work. Yeah, that's true. So, there so. are shitloads of stairs where yeah. I work. Um, but no, I mean, I'm happy with my situation. I don't feel the need to like usurp her or something, but I mean, I do know that looking outside of where I am now would be the better way to move up, I guess. Okay. Well, let's, uh, come back to it when we see how it might integrate with all the other cards and ideas that are presented. Okay. So go ahead and do what to let go of and where to put your focus. And by turning them both over, together or relatively at the same time okay we can compare how they play off one another got it this is what to open what to let go of is the ten of pentacles and what to embrace is called the star card and both of these come from the rider Waite smith deck and so the ten of pentacles features a family with three generations and a pair of dogs. And so you feel like there's both lineage and pedigree. And also the pentacles in the front are in the position of the Kabbalah. Do you know what that is? 
it's a bracelet mystic yeah it's right this is the thing with the chakra points yeah it's the tree of life from the jewish mystical tradition Mm -hmm. of of kabbalah so this is a card about not worrying so much about and again remember tarot is always just a set of ideas that you get to consider you're the one who decides how you integrate them or what you do with them okay um, so this is a card about worrying less about your lineage or where you came from and worrying less about maybe how you're going to affect other people. In some way, I feel like it's an encouragement to take things less seriously and maybe put less pressure on yourself. And the card of what to embrace is the star, which is an individual rather than a family. She's nude and she's one of the, yeah. there's only four cards in the deck that feature nudity in the Rider okay. Waite Smith because <laughs> as RuPaul said and Pamela Coleman Smith wisely knew, you're born naked in this world and everything you put on after that is drag. Got it. So we use our clothes to project an identity and the star is an encouragement for you to be who you truly are and mm-hmm. feel that sense of authenticity. And to compare that to this Queen of Swords card, it's an encouragement to make sure that you're not just thinking about what you present to other people, but that you feel like you're really doing work that you feel is true to who you are or using your best strengths or really letting you go. Okay. Um, So let's look at this next card for an action. Our Knight of Cups is a card about having a knight in shining armor. And so it's that idea of... The knight in shining armor is is still you. It's not like you're waiting for somebody right. to come into your rescue. Sorry, John. But it's an, <laughs> 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 it's, it's an encouragement for you to set the bar higher. Yeah. Okay. And so for you to be able to have a dream that's a little bit romanticized, um, because especially as kids, we were told the stories that had Prince Charming, um, but we never really heard the rest of the story after Prince Charming finds the princess. And it's that encouragement to just believe in the best, even if it doesn't seem quite realistic, because that's the only way that you'll get close to it. Okay. So the message that I would put together with all of these cards when it comes to work for you is to not worry about upholding somebody else's expectations, including the companies. Okay. How long have you been there? A little over two years. What's the longest you've ever had a job? Uh, well, I mean, I bartended for like 10 years. That was, um, but I had another job while I was bartending. I worked at the radio station for seven years. So those are my three main jobs that I've had. Wow. Excellent. Do you know what you want to be when you grow up? Um, I like working in music. I marketing is what I do now. Um, and I like it. I don't know. I also kind of want to be like a detective. <laughs> so Hell yeah. I don't yeah, think I can make sense. do it, no, but there you go. I like that. I like that idea. You could be a DJ by day and a PI by night. Hey. Oh, maybe. wow. That's good. <laughs> DJ PI. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, this is a enc- really strong encouragement, I think, to not let go of the things that you're passionate about. And even the fact that you're here doing a podcast proves that you're keeping this work alive in your life by figuring out all of the a- audio equipment, mm-hmm. <laughs> running the sound checks, mm-hmm. and um, finding a way to keep yourself using this platform and using this medium as a way to open people's minds and help them think about things differently. Because you guys are, you tell stories, right, on your mm-hmm. podcast? Yeah. Yep. And so this is kind of a fairy tale creature, like this this 
crazy idea, the Knight of Cups. And for you to be able to share these ideas, share these concepts, and let people then take them and find out how they want to make them real, maybe that's just like this beautiful way that you're putting fairy tales into people's everyday life. Mm. Wow. Fairy tale. Oh, my. Have you ever <laughs> considered yourself a strong storyteller? Um, I, I think I'm moderate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm probably better talking about other things and other people other than myself. <laughs> and that's probably where it comes from. I don't know. Uh, well, even in marketing, if you think about it, if there's just one billboard and you have to represent a brand, or if there's one Facebook ad or a video and you have, you know, 15 seconds or, right. you know, one little ad in a newspaper, you have to be able to demonstrate what that brand is in a split second. Yep. And so for you to be able to distill that message in a singular image mm, is a pretty powerful form of storytelling. Hmm. That I mean, that is what I do. (laughs) And well, at my job, yeah, marketing, I run all our social stuff. Weird. Oh, nice. Do you want to talk (laughs) about the present? Oh, sorry, a resource to support you. A resource. Oh, it's so pretty. Oh, look at that. We have the Page of Wands. Oh. All right. So the Page of Wands is a character that I always envision. In my head, because to me, all the tarot cards are moving characters that are doing things. Okay. Like the pictures in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And the Page of Wands is a girl who lived in maybe the U.S. and chose to travel to Spain just so that she could try that really fresh paella. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. Somebody who's just so curious that it doesn't matter how inconvenient it is. They want to go try something out. Okay. Do you feel like you have that type of spirit within you? Sure. What? That's such a Whitney answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I'll go do it. That's oh my god. Generally, what I would say. Are you putting together what I'm putting together? No. I think you should take the lead on solving a murder that happens at your work. Ooh. Oh god. As far as I know, no one's been murdered at my work yet. Well, but, but maybe. That's true. You should prepare yourself because Mm -hmm. this could be your big chance to be a detective. You'll be the next Nancy Drew. Oh, (gasps) old Nancy Drew. This generation (laughs) needs a new Nancy Drew. Clamoring for. Yep. Yeah. Old Nancy Drew. Old Nancy Drew. (laughs) Well, one thing, if I was going to synthesize this entire reading for you, um, I would encourage to drop any feeling like you have to live up to somebody else's reputation and withhold part of yourself and let yourself really unleash what you're um, passionate about, even if it seems absolutely ridiculous. Okay. So yeah, let yourself kind of go wild and don't worry so much about the people telling you what you should do. Cause that queen of swords is hiding a part of herself and the 10 of pentacles is feeling pressure from the lineages, like the family before her or the people that are coming mm-hmm. after her. Whereas these three cards, the Page of Wands, Knight of Cups, and the Star, all speak to somebody that's just out exploring the world, exploring their sense of romance, and being who they truly are. All right. Solve a Damn. Yes. How do, you, how do you feel about that reading? Uh, it's a lot to take in. I've got to think about it. I'm, do you mind if I take a picture of the layout? Because, yeah, <laughs> well, I want to get a picture of all of ours as That we was go. already the plan before you got here. Right, but Did you're you so good. Did you even know that? Uh, Me? Yeah. yeah. 
You're I so did good. not know that. This is the you that's good at distilling <laughs> this images. This is the me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the you. That's literally a story you're taking a photo of right now. <laughs> I'm storytelling through the photo right now. That's this is I'm like doing. intense. It is intense. It's I'm like more, more intense. scared now. You're what? I'm like more scared now. No, <laughs> not more scared. Well, like you're great and you're gentle, but like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we usually talk about like Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like this things is... that aren't real. <laughs> okay. Well, Carly. come on. Don't All piss right. Lisa whoa, off. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I love about tarot is that it was made a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. and yet it still resonates with the experiences that we have today. Mm-hmm. And so jealousy, grief, strife, happiness, love, uh, romance, it's all mentioned in the cards. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing about using the deck that's 100 years old, because the Rider Waite Smith was made in 1909, mm-hmm. is that you realize that we haven't evolved that much and nobody really ever had the answers. Mm-hmm. And so we're all just doing the best we fucking can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. That sounds right. Hell That's a yeah. good tarot yeah. reading for everybody at home listening. <laughs> yeah. You're doing the best you you're can. And best. we trust that. Yeah. <laughs> just chillax. Well. Listen to a podcast. Thank you. Sure. Did you have any last questions about your reading before you scoop it up? No. I don't okay. think so. I already am kind of blown away. Mm. <laughs> gonna go cry no i'm just kidding <laughs> i am gonna have some of this wine though who yeah. is it yeah. whose is it go for it go can wild. i have some we don't have yes. a glass so you're gonna have to drink out of the bottle i, can. I hope you're okay no i'm gonna grab you that a last glass. Night. <laughs> i'm gonna turn this one off just okay. a normal tuesday okay wait does that mean you're next because mm-hmm. you're standing up mm-hmm. thank god thank god i have more time to prepare oh man Woo! That I will say that was significantly better than the one that I had back then. But then I think about it also, and like I got it done at the Mohawk at some like right. thing. So who really knows the qualifications of that person? But it did. It definitely got in my head, and I was like, "Fuck me, this sucks." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. No, can that's I, perfect. Can I Thank ask? You. I noticed that when the cards came in reverse, you went ahead and flipped them. Is that just this layout doesn't have any upside down cards in it? That's a great question. Yeah. It's actually my lineage of learning how to read tarot. Oh. I don't have any, um, I never read in reverse okay. because I visually interpret the cards. And so if your card is upside down, it would be like looking at a picture in a museum that's upside down. Okay. It's on the side. I'm going to slide behind you. And it wouldn't help you to really understand the details, see the body language or the way people interact in the card. And so that's why I always read right side up. And that was how my mentor did it. And that's how I teach the people that I teach. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is because I did design the spread myself, I have really clear context on what the cards mean. So if, for instance, we had the card that said what to let go of and the card was reversed and then you took the inverse meaning of that card then you would end up with a double meaning yeah. and then you would think tarot was even more confusing than right that it makes already sense. is it becomes like opposite day where like you don't know how opposite to get before it gets too opposite and you're back at regular day we all had that in yeah. elementary school right I, I yeah absolutely that. i had so i just started like figuring out and like learning and looking at tarot myself mm-hmm. and that has been the most confusing part is the reverse it's also been the most hurtful part because <laughs> so often it's like <laughs> like a reverse cups card and you're like, I've, there's no love. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So when I'm doing tarot, I always like to think of tarot as a bunch of talking points or topics mm -hmm. and that it's best to just look at the talking point and then say, how am I feeling about this idea right now or this concept right now? Okay. And so if, for instance, you have the Ace of Cups, which represents emotional fulfillment, mm -hmm. and it's in the position of what to be less worried about, then maybe you could think, okay, so if I wasn't focusing so much on relationships, where would I be needing to put my focus? Mm -hmm. Or how, how are my levels of emotional support right now? And if okay. they're full, then what would I be focusing on? So it's not like mm -hmm. give up on emotional fulfillment. It's never going to happen for you. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. just a suggestion <laughs> of maybe look at this and think about it today. Okay. Because how often do you really get a chance to actually reflect on some of these topics? Never. Yeah, uh, yeah there's no time. No. <laughs> there is no time. Okay, so when you're ready, Lisa, mm -hmm. you can cut each of our decks. Okay. What's funny is that I started this business mostly because when I first moved to Austin, I was really shy. I mean, I am really shy, mm -hmm. but I love really learning about people, mm -hmm. which means like on a first date, I'll ask somebody, so what's your relationship with your mom right now? <laughs> Things like that. And it comes from a sincere curiosity. Right. I'm not trying to be awkward, but it's so mm. awkward apparently. So if I have tarot cards at a party, it gave me a chance to ask people, what are your real aspirations in mm -hmm. life? Yeah. And like these bigger questions. Um, but then I get to blame the cards and I'm saying like, oh, I'm just telling you what I see in the cards. Right. Yeah. yeah. As we yeah. start this conversation. Yeah. And then it, it became a way that I could continue to get to know people and help them. That's awesome. Yeah. We never got your intention. Will you get that now? Did we miss it? So no intention for Lisa. Now it's your turn, Lisa. If there's a particular topic you want us to work on or if you just would like us to do something general. Um, I also want to do career, please. Okay. God, you guys leave the hard one for career, me. Career, Lisa. I, That's fine. You're all engaged. We all shit. have different things going on in our lives. Yeah, right now I understand. That's fine. I love reading on career because I feel like we, we do have a lot of choices there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy reading on career a lot because um, I'm just a very entrepreneurial-minded person. And I mm -hmm. li like to get into the thicket there. Okay, Lisa. So mm -hmm. same position, present moment, what to let go of, what to be more focused on at work, an action that can help you, and then a way to incorporate like a personal skill that you have um, into the work that you're doing. Okay. So let's start with the present moment. Oh, God damn it. That's so accurate, though. <laughs> so our nine of swords oh. features nine swords on a dark night behind a woman who's up late uh, with her head <laughs> in her hands. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing about this card is that she has this rosy, colorful, cheery blanket over her legs. And so it speaks to the fact that sometimes we have a lot of anxiety going on inside our head, but we mm -hmm. don't really open up about it. Oh, so how is your stress management going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's good. so, it's so bad. Um, there is no management. It's just stress. Um, I've been doing a lot of like 10 to 12 hour days. Um, there is someone that I, uh, well, I mean, I can't really veil it. Um, <laughs> the gentleman that I work for, uh, has been a real stressor as well, but the company is great. Mm. So I guess the company would be the blanket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. So I once had a wise friend give me this guidance and it's so much easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Um, but he used to say that if some stressor is happening and you can do something about it, then you may as well take that action and stop stressing out. 
if nothing can be done about the situation, then stop stressing out. Nothing can be done. And so one thing here, even though it's not easy guidance to gain, is to remember that if there are some things where your hands are tied and you're not able to change this person's behavior or some of the responsibilities that you have, Mm -hmm. then at least find a way, as a Buddhist might, to not be moved by it emotionally, not have your emotions involved, Mm -hmm. um, and to try to rise above it in a way. But when you're committing 12 hours to a (laughs) work day, (laughs) I think that that mindfulness might be out the door with sleep. Yeah, we're still trying. (laughs) We're trying real hard. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Okay, well, let's check out... I mean, that's just our present moment, so we have a lot more to talk about. Because we we, we have helps on the way. I could not... (laughs) That could uh, okay. So let's look at what to let go of and what mm-hmm. to. You like recoiled when you flipped that over. Oh, I love watching body language when we do cards. <laughs> well, it's also because, like I said, I've recent. I mm-hmm. my friend did a reading for me a couple weeks ago, and I got that goddamn card. <laughs> and then I was looking through my this deck that I bought and the book that I'm looking at, and I was like, oh, that fucking card. <laughs> so of course, which one it was. This one? Oh, it was the Nine of Swords? Yeah, the Nine of Swords. Oh, yeah. It's here to be your friend and mm-hmm. let you know. Time to care that's, that's about how you're feeling. right there. Yep. Here to speak your truth. That's the funny thing about tarot is that it will tell you things that you're thinking about, but maybe you didn't want to have to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so it can be a nice way to just consider these things. Okay. So the card of what to release is the chariot and what to embrace is the Six of Swords. The chariot is my personal favorite card, and it's somebody who's setting an intention for where he wants to go, and he's about to take off. So it's about having potential and a clear sense of your goal. And this is an encouragement that for you, it might be too much to add right now to be really focused on the future. And there may be an encouragement to not future trip and, and to not say, next year, this time, it'll be better. Maybe there needs to be awareness that right now this is really bad and a manager needs to be brought in. Or something. Okay. <laughs> so maybe maybe less future tripping if that's if you've just been kind of saying like I'll hold out, it'll get better, but maybe this has been going on for a while. Uh-huh. By contrast, what to embrace is the six of swords, and it features a man that's ferrying a woman and child across a body of water. And the majority of the water in the background of the card is smooth, but in the foreground, a small amount of s- is still really choppy. And so it's a card about transitioning from the choppy waters into smoother ones. Mm -hmm. And because the swords are in the very front of the boat, there's a secondary message to encourage you to drop the baggage now. So something I would advise here, seeing this message, is to consider how you're handling stress or handling these inter-office experiences or relationships. Mm -hmm. And... Um, sort of working on the habit of maybe not saying something or of, uh, yeah, getting handed responsibilities that aren't your job to do mm-hmm. and start working on that now so you can transition into a better working environment or a better company. Have you thought about quitting? Woo! <laughs> my goodness uh, and do your bosses listen to your podcast Lisa? <laughs> yeah right i don't know you can make I a sign know, language no, note I to me he found a stand-up video of me recently and i'm like oh, God, yes. oh boy. yeah um but yeah no i mean i get yeah i've been there like three and a half years so um the thought obviously comes up or like somebody will say something um 
like, hey, my company's doing this. So I've thought about it for sure. Um, but it always comes back to like, I just really don't want to leave. Because you don't want to have to job hunt again or because you like the company? Because I like the company and mm. the people. Okay. Other than this one Other than fucker. one person, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then maybe it's really time, because this is a card about movement. If you notice, this chariot is still, and this, this person is moving. Maybe it's really a time to think about transitioning to another team or a different department mm-hmm. or something like that and getting yourself out from underneath this person. Yeah. Mm. So let's check out an action that could help you with all of these ideas. Oh, I like that one. You do like the company that you're with, and mm-hmm. you've been there for three and a half years, mm-hmm. which means, especially coming from somebody our age, that you probably have some seniority there. Yes. Because most of us leave a job after like two years. Yes. <laughs> so do you feel like you have a good network or a good team that you could reach out to? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, and I kind of have been. This might be a good time to call a meeting or... Um, to get drinks with some people and let them know what's going on mm-hmm. and just start spreading the word. The 10 of cups is the card that came up and it features two people being excited about a giant rainbow and two kids dancing around. And it's in this bucolic country scene that just looks perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, life is never this good. Really. It's kind of an unreachable outcome in a way, but there's an encouragement I feel in this card to believe in the best. And even though right now your present moment is the nine of swords, which is this dark night where you feel isolated, Mm -hmm. the action is to consider what elements around you might be um, community oriented or ways you can be out in the light and be with other people. So I would encourage bringing people onto your side, telling them what's going on and work on moving to a different team and not like suffering alone. Wow. As a re- <laughs> Karina, are you ready for I'm this? I'm not even you, and I'm like, that was a lot. <laughs> We're not done yet. I know. There's, There's one, one more. Card. Okay, when you're ready, Lisa, you can do this card for a resource. You want to take a lap? <laughs> Come back it to it. All right, our three of wands. All right, so I love this because everyone has their cell phones, and if you don't believe me, you can look up the meaning of this card. That's what I love about the internet today. But the mm-hmm. Three of Wands is a resource um, about networking and connecting to the people around you wow. for your own benefit and growth. This is crazy. <laughs> the, the biggest message, and I'll write it down for you even before I leave today, mm-hmm. is for you to trust that you have people around you that you can reach out to and that even if you're afraid that it'll show vulnerability or that you know, this could be sort of challenging is that encouragement to trust in the network mm-hmm. and let them support you just like a net is supposed to. Net work. 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 Cool. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Work um, that net. Yeah. All of that checks out. The net. Any questions? <laughs> yeah. Starring Sandra Um, Bullock. No. Do you guys want to add anything as her friends? Um, this totally checks out. Yeah, it's yeah. very <laughs> spot on for yeah. what Lisa's been telling us these past like couple months. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, you got a lot of stuff to think about, Lisa. I do. Go deep. Well, she did all. Yeah, yeah. just coming from therapy. Also, I think yeah, the you know? interesting. It's a, it's yeah, a it's a been a day. <laughs> it's been it is a night. To me, the most interesting part is this um, let go of the future grab part. Because that's not, yeah. as a friend, that's not what I would have, like, 
I'm not saying it's bad advice. I'm saying that's just not where my brain would go. To tell yeah. You, but like, I think that might be the key to like unlocking Most happiness, this. Honestly, but yeah. yes, especially mine. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's like, the, uh, you've yeah. been kind of like in this cycle. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause when I, when I saw the, the chariot is something to let go of, I was like, Oh, I guess give up on my dreams. That's fine. No. <laughs> but like hearing it that other way is so cool. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like in this case, if you imagine yourself inside a labyrinth and that labyrinth is your career path or mm-hmm. something. And if you hit a dead end and like just imagine yourself as a little mouse right now and you decide I just really want to keep going and you keep hitting this dead end you're not going to get through you kind of have to you can continue moving but you might backtrack you might move sideways you might climb over a wall uh, and just find a way to get to where you want to go but through a different means by recognizing this is not where I need to be right now and that's kind of what that card is that reminder of in this position is is don't future trip figure out why this isn't working that's awesome yeah Wow. Such a good reading. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Yeah. Say the name of your company again. Sound Sight Tarot. Sound Sight Tarot. Correct. Mm -hmm. Do you have an Instagram account? Of course. Is it at Sound? Oh, perfect. At Sound Sight Tarot. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can still say it on the podcast so people can hear it. Well, yes. At Instagram. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, it's just Soundsite Tarot. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> the name Fuck of the company. You. God damn it. <laughs> Whatever, man. I was reading. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Karina. Ooh, Karina. With did me? we get a shot of this? Yes. Whitney got we one. did. Okay. Yeah, I did. I got it. Okay. Okay. I don't know what to do. Okay. So we'll just. <laughs> well, have a you need to shuffle. move over here first. No. Okay. I. Do you need to go on this? Me that one. Why? I think y'all can just... For reasons. Oh, yeah. It's whatever. Okay. They're all pretty long. I will say this that microphone kind of smells okay. weird. Did well, you smell CJ's. it? It is no, CJ's. It smells kind of weird. I didn't oh, I smell thought you were talking that. about mine. I was about to get no. offended. I'm talking... No, not ours. Oh, okay. Our other one. beautiful. Like, we've been perfuming them for a year now. I should do that. Okay. There's this does smell weird. I... Right? <laughs> I have two possible ways to go here and i'm i don't know tell me what to do and i know that's not allowed well i mean we've all done career so far i'm not doing career okay because i just don't want to know all right um well i have either romance which is right now very complicated and i could use some advice or I'm really, 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 really trying to become a better person and I could use some advice on that, which is kind of like general, but like focused on like, what am I not doing? Those two things could be very intertwined because the way you're behaving in a relationship could affect... have a relationship. That's feeling. But I might have some options this is weird because i know it's on a podcast that people might listen to but yeah yeah welcome to what i just went through i know right <laughs> so there's some i have choices and what let's put it that through. way um mm-hmm. i have some choices to make um and i want to do it as a good person 
Okay. Or like make the choices that'll help me be a good person. I feel like this is like what Eleanor Shellstrop would ask for if she was doing a tarot reading right now. Okay. Who's she? From the good place. Oh, trying to learn about ethics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. Yes, okay. I'm feeling moments. that. I'm feeling that energy. I'm feeling a little more like a cheaty uptight right now, but yeah. Okay. Let's call it an <laughs> Eleanor moment. Sure. Go ahead and cut both of our decks and okay. I'm just going to make a new reading for you that will help us integrate these okay. ideas. I have to square this first because I've been... So is this going, is this a romantic one or is this a general one? It's It's, both. It's both. Okay. It's both um, her navigating relationships while maintaining integrity and becoming a better person and upholding her standards for who she wants to be as a person. Oh my God, this is huge. Okay, here we go. (laughs) It's already so much. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Okay. Sorry. I'm very like, I've also got like two hours of sleep under my belt, so I'm very vulnerable. Well, that's more than normal. It's true. Yeah. It's an extra hour and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so we'll start off with these top three cards. Okay. Which is when it comes to the oh, it's different. wondrous world of relationships. I'm getting a different one. It's <laughs> so complex. We're going to start kind of similarly of okay. how do you feel about the landscape of relationships right now? Okay. What could you be less worried about? What you, could you be more focused on? Okay. They're, they're similar in how we're going to use them, but we're going to think about how could you, um, what could you be less, what could you do less of in relationships and what you could you be doing more of oh my God. as you consider that? Yeah, I need to know. Okay. okay. And then we're putting two cards down here. <gasps> and because being a better person is really hard. I mean, it's it, it's hard. Yeah. So these are kind of softer cards and they'll just be more philosophical ideas that will roll around and we'll come to those. I like that. Thanks for the softer cards. Yeah, totally. Mm. Who who really can say how to be a better person? Mm. I was hoping you, but that's fine. We'll go soft. (laughs) I went to tarot suggests. Okay, yeah. Direct direction on that. No, that's cool. Okay, so where do I start? I start at the top, like everybody. Let's begin with the top card. Okay, this is the present. Yeah. How do you feel about relationships right now? Is going to be what this card will help us talk about. Oh my god, this will be interesting. I'm stressed for you. Okay. Okay. Oh, I love this card. Oh my it's God. one of my favorites. Okay. All right. Our seven of wands is a character that's standing on top of a hill. The uh-huh. hill is green and the sky behind him is blue. So you get this feeling that he has this really nice spot uh-huh. in the world. And he's holding the wand up in front of him in a defensive position. Yeah. And there's six wands coming at him. And if this card continued past the border on the bottom, we would see people holding the wands and coming at him. Oh. But because we don't see those people, we don't really know if they're just sticking in the ground or if there's actually people. So this is a card about standing your ground, whether or not you know what you're standing your ground against. And it could, so it makes me want to ask, Mm. do you feel like you have defenses up right now against dating? Wait, do I right now? Like, yeah, Yeah. right now I'm like, don't talk to me. Okay, no, here we go. Where Wait, did those so come against from? dating? Yes. I am I uh I've been divorced twice and I would like to not do that again, but I'm also like uh recently discovered like I'm super monogamous and also very terrible at being single, so I would really like just a nice good relationship, but I don't want to You know what I mean? I want to figure out how to do that without like going back into like the whole, you know, no offense, y'all. No, I don't want to get married again. <laughs> um, that I, I don't want to like, but I want to. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> Some of the best relationships yeah. I've seen modeled are the people that have come through divorces and now they're dating 
and they're not cho- they're choosing to not get married because they have commitment to each other and they right. work for each other every day right but they don't need it to be legal for them and that's it what it is i think that's that's what i'm looking for is i want to find the way to like have to keep working because just me personally um there's something about getting married that like caused me to like switch off mm-hmm. and i don't want to do that again and how great is it that you know that about yourself? Oh, it was it's great. It came like <laughs> <laughs> It came through struggle, but you, now yeah. you know this about yourself so you can it clearly communicate it. Six people with sticks hitting me over the head with it, but yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, okay. And it might take time then to find somebody who has that same understanding of reality, which I think is more of us than we give credit for. It's just that we haven't been married long enough to to know it yeah okay. um but that that's a totally fair philosophy to have okay and you can stand your ground for that okay and okay. you can stand your ground and say i want a monogamous relationship without having to be legally married but to still be completely committed oh, and there for one another i did that and caused the messiest breakup of my life and i'm still proud that i stood up for it but like yeah. boy is it hard that's one of those sticks coming at so you. many sticks yeah so many sticks okay this makes sense this is a good card. it's it's hard to stand your ground but yeah. also i think that you um it's only by standing your ground that you're going to be able to attract people that also believe in what you believe in. Oh, I like that. You know, so you need to be up on that hill and you need to be speaking this and you'll find somebody who's similar to you. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that works. Okay. So let's look at what to, um, in terms of dating, what to release, what to embrace. Okay. Um, Oh, well look at that. Do you remember what the Knight of Cups is? I got, oh, okay. I got Whitney's fairy tale telling, storytelling card. Knight in shining armor time. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't want a man. Well, and <laughs> you know, Brienne of Tar that can be a knight, you know. Yeah. All right. Exactly. No, I know. I'm just And that joking. is, it's interesting you brought that up because that's definitely <laughs> a downside. Joking. I'm not joking. I don't want a man. The writer Wade Smith is pretty, you know, gender biased mostly men very binary and it's all white people because it took place in italy when this deck was made Mm -hmm. and so we always just use these ideas of attributes okay yeah Um, fair enough i yeah yeah. i I dig it okay uh so our card Mm. of what to release is justice and it features somebody in robes and a crown sitting on a throne making laws and the we think that it was king solomon who inspired this yourself Mm -hmm. and so this is a card that's very, very legal and <laughs> very much about the legal system <laughs> with our sense of justice and how we weigh the scales. Uh-huh. And then the encouragement for moving forward is to stay focused on that Knight of Cups. So this is when I really get to ask you, have you ever made a vision board about the partner or the relationship that you want? Oh, yes. Shit. Really? <laughs> when? Yes. Recently? Oh my yes. God. When? Why did you ask that? Because this is like imagining the best case scenario fairy tale Knight of Cups. I did. Cool. Fuck. Yeah. Where dude. did you put it? I had okay. So I have like this notebook that I carry around and I was in Louisville recently and I was really depressed and I was sad about being alone and tired of being alone and tired of making connections with people who couldn't connect back and so i just wrote out kind of like it was so dumb but i was like this will be dumb but i'll just pour out like ideal woman this is what i'm looking for like just Mm -hmm. thinking i'm i'm old enough to know you know three out of ten will be fine right right just like here's what i want in Mm -hmm. terms of the kind of person i'm actually compatible for so i don't like end up with somebody i'm not compatible for and then like i recently met someone who's like nine out of ten damn that's good with the 10th one tbd 
and I'm a little freaked out by it. And that's kind of why I'm flipping out is because it's like too much. It's almost too much. It was like, no, that's too good to be true. And I'm actually getting blinded by something here. You know what I mean? Like I'm actually fighting back against sticks that might not be there, but Mm -hmm. like it was weird how like the girl of my dreams manifested recently. Your mind can be really powerful. And you can see things once you have prepped your mind to see them, to see these opportunities. And so I think what's important is Mm -hmm. that you take some time to also recognize that you deserve somebody who's a great partner to you and that you deserve a healthy and happy relationship and that you're worth that. And to make sure that every day you're also saying those affirmations to yourself so that you're because you're still might be healing from breakups. But really, we are going to have a majority of relationships in our lives that don't work out. And a minority of relationships that do work out. Yeah. Because, you know, when you find the one, the one relationship that you stick with for a while. Yeah. Not to say the one is a person. That's not a thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, tell me more about this justice thing I should be letting go of, though, because I'm just like immediately like, you know, this is how I do life. Like I sit on my throne and I tell people what to do and it's kind of awesome. But like I should let go of that. (laughs) If you think about the literal interpretation of justice or the justice system, I think it's literally throwing out the legalities of being married. Oh, yeah. Dope. You don't need a judge to tell you that you're officially in a good relationship with somebody. Dope. Because it doesn't prove it. Shit. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Yeah. And instead, it's like, le- uh, let yourself <laughs> live the fairy tale. And and you'll discover that no one's perfect. You'll be super annoyed right. at the way this person does dishes or... And I know that. Like, that's the part I'm like or something. constantly churning on is like, I'm not... Don't do it. Don't put this person on a pedestal. Don't do it. Because that's my, like, problem. Like, my, be- my best friend told me once, like, that I have this problem where I put people I like on a pedestal and then I can never, like, be friends with them because I can't see them, right? Mm, yeah. And, like, I, that she told me that 20 years ago, and she still repeats it every time we talk on the phone, which is annoying, but it's <laughs> good because, like, I am doing that right now, like, real hard. Like, not asking for perfect, but damn, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, maybe you've just settled, and sometimes you don't realize how much you settle yeah. for in past relationships until you meet somebody that blows them out of the water. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. That's great. Oh, I just want to go, like, by the world right now yeah (laughs) yeah okay 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 so we've talked about relationships yeah and um oh now i have to be good now we're going to talk about becoming a better person and Mm -hmm. i also want us to focus on you being able to be your best self and and giving that person to yourself so that every day you can know how great you are okay so let's talk about the way that you can behave towards yourself and the way that you can behave towards other people with these last two cards oh shit sound good yeah yeah this is good this is good okay this is is deep but okay yeah start on just with me start with how can i be me yeah okay and we have the knight of pentacles that's very shiny yeah it's a beautiful card Mm -hmm. so the knight of pentacles is somebody who's stable Habitual and consistent. If you look at the character's face, it's really unmoved. There's a placidity on uh-huh. his expression yeah. or her expression. He has a, she has a beautiful braid, you know. No, yeah, I got you. This is very Brienne of Tarth, to be honest, because Seriously. she yeah. made a promise and she stuck with it. Loyalty was key. She followed through on her promises. And I think that that is a good representative of this card. And so in order to be your best self to yourself, follow through on the promises that you give to yourself. Be loyal oh, to yourself. What were the first three adjectives that you said? It was I like don't remember. Loyalty and like consistency. Habitual. Habitual. Consistent. Yeah. Loyal. Oh, that is so not me. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. And maybe now is a good time for you to start building out a really gentle and flexible routine where you say every day I want to try to get this one thing done or I want to have one hour of reading or I want to go on a walk twice a week for exercise or go to a class. Okay. Something that you feel you show up for yourself for. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And if you create a little bit of a structure with some flexibility there, then you might be really proud that you can count on yourself. And when you can count on yourself, depend on yourself, you're less likely to be dependent on others. Okay. This is good therapy. (laughs) I'm not joking. My therapist literally today was like, you need to give an hour to yourself every day. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yep. This is good. Yeah. That's a great piece of advice. Yeah. This is something, honestly, I've been telling myself for like my whole life. Cause like I'm a very inconsistent person um, and I like repel against routine. Like if I feel a routine happening, I like immediately shake myself out of it. And I always thought this would make me so, you know, fun, <laughs> but now I'm like realizing it makes me like not count honorable for a lot of people. And so this is good to hear. So That's what's good. funny is I'm looking at you talk yeah. and while I am looking at your eyes, I noticed that you have uh, a turquoise, you have turquoise glasses and you have this cross on the glasses Yeah. and it looks a lot like the cross that's right here on this person's collar. Oh shit. And maybe when you look at yourself in the mirror and you see your glasses, you'll remember that you are this person for yourself. Oh person shit, you don't make me cry. I have Kleenexes <laughs> if you need them. I always no. have them. Okay, no. Um, but yeah. is there any wow. particular area where you do want to be more consistent for yourself? Um, well, this is a little bit outside of what we were going to talk about, but like it's something I'm thinking a lot about with parenting, like with my kids. They put up with a lot of like every day with me as an improvisation. And kids like consistency. And I'm trying to like be a little more like dependable. Not that I do anything that like throws them out of whack or anything. It's just that it's not fair to them that like every weekend is a who knows what's going to happen. They deserve some, I don't know, assurance that everything's fine and everything's the same and everything's safe and they can grow. And so I think that's what I think about this for the most. But now that I'm applying it to the idea of a relationship, actually I think that works. It might be that like my kids are the relationship that's obvious to me and I work on that, but like maybe I need to also take that elsewhere. Well, you can integrate this in multiple areas of your life. Right. When it comes to your kids, they might be amazing accountability partners in that they're going to look they're forward. They're really good accountability partners. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe they they're want annoying that, that muffin partners. every Saturday yeah. morning and, you know, you you have to go or else they'll freak out. <laughs> we go to Thundercloud subs all the time and they always, I always ask them what they want and they always tell me, we want the same thing. Stop asking us. And I'm like, well, I'm giving you a chance to change your mind. And they're like, they yell at me, like, don't make <laughs> us change our mind about this one goddamn thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, let them they like lead the way. <laughs> let the children lead the way. Show them all the beauty. Okay. So then let's work on. Okay. Oh, sorry. Last. How one. to help oh. other people or work with other people? I would. I just wanted you to keep seeing. Oh no! I wasn't keep like going? keep going, Karina Jesus. I'm sorry. We'll get to the rest of greatest. I'll no. drop greatest love of all in. There you go. All right. You ready? For this card, there's a lizard on it. Yeah, there is. I've never seen this card in this deck before. Whoa! So I will forever think of you. Wait, what is this supposed to be? It's supposed to be how I behave towards other people? How you can behave, how you can integrate your behavior towards other people in supporting you in being a better person. Well, there's a skull and a mask and a lizard. (laughs) Yes, there is. (laughs) Those aren't good. All right, so here's why we need to talk about this because if we're talking about you being habitual and doing the same things every day, but you're working with a lot of different people who have needs that are shifting every day, then you being consistent. (laughs) 
won't always solve the problems. That's and there's so true. Going to need to be times where you step back and as the seven of cups encourages us, really look at all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. To practice divergent thinking when you're considering all the things that could happen and then being ready for almost any of them to happen, but still choosing just one thing to act on. Okay. So we don't want you to be so habitual that you create a tunnel for yourself. That I don't have any flexibility. Right. We want to create an awareness of the possibilities and then a plan for what you're expecting or what you want to do. I see. But not that you have to do it. I see. Because when you're working with adults, it'll be great to say, this is what I would like to do, but what would you like to do? And to really have that flexibility to listen to their needs in the just moment. Spent 24 hours saying that. Really? Did it, how'd it Stop. go? It went really well. Stop. I'm not bragging. I'm just sharing. When you're with a good person who's mm-hmm. similar to you and who cares about you yeah. and you give them that freedom, yeah. then you have a great experience. Yeah. And so sometimes this doesn't work until you find somebody that you really like to give your trust to. Yeah. Cheers. Oh my God. Okay. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Wait. So like, so hard one, figuring out who the hell I am that checks out. Uh, this is nice. Uh, and then like here, sorry, just like, you know, I like that part. And then, uh, so hard one, figuring out who I am, uh, stay true to it, stay consistent with it. I'm just trying to interpret this for myself and see if I'm going off base for this card about the nine of pentacles about how to work for yourself is be consistent in the habits that you set for yourself. Okay. And no, keep this. No, no me like build that around me for what you believe in. And that's a real me. Yeah. Stand up for the type of a relationship that you know is right for you, but then be willing to apply that, whatever that is in different ways to different for different situations assess the people's needs in front of you and so about other people yeah that's what that position is about so let me do a quick little run through okay okay yeah no you're gonna do a better job top three cards are the rider Waite smith and they're all about relationships yes the present moment is that you know who you are Mm -hmm. and you're standing up for your philosophy on what a healthy relationship is for you Mm -hmm. and that's good keep that up release the need to just comply to the legal system and prove something on paper that maybe isn't true in your heart okay. or in your mind. Okay. And embrace this romantic craziness where you might actually meet somebody who's totally awesome and you totally deserve them because that's real too. Okay. When it comes down to how can you work on being a better person and it is kind of separate, separate. from this top topic, oh. but Okay. Obviously, it's just one big life. Right. Um, how to work with yourself is to be more consistent in your habits mm-hmm. and make sure that you have some sort of structure or some consistency where you're standing up for yourself and showing up for yourself regularly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how to work with other people is um, when you hang out with them or when you meet up with them, ask them, how are they doing? What do you need? And how can we best meet those needs? That's hard for me, but I'm going to work on that. As a mom, I feel like that's something that you probably do every day. Yeah, but they, I'm legally obligated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good about that with like everybody else. But I, I, I hear that. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. So it's a lot okay. of topics to put in one five card spread. And yeah. it's a lot of big ideas. Yeah. And normally if you and I were doing a reading together, we mm-hmm. would talk about more 
or like a, a larger reading, right. like, like with a full hour, we talk about hard plans on what are you trying to do? Who are these people? What are these relationships? How could we implement these ideas? Because mm. then sometimes once we get into the specifics, then you really know what to do about it. Yeah. So we can keep chatting about this later. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a lot of ideas. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, this Karina. This is so good. Oh, I finally got a good tarot reading. You did. Like, I think. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. I think these have been fantastic. Yeah, so good. Did we get a picture of the... Yeah, let me get yours. I yeah. got Lisa's. I got to get yours. Because okay, it's cool. a different layout. Different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. I got more pretty cards than you did. You did. I'm, I'm jealous. They're so pretty. Oh, my Lord. I know. I'm a child today. I love turning over cards one at a time in a reading because there's so much that's contained within a single image mm-hmm. that... You do a disservice at times if you just look at all of it at one time. It's like right. you're, it's too busy. Right. So I always advise do one card at a time and then go back and look at how all of them work together as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Just like life. <sighs> Hell yeah. <laughs> one day at a time. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the weirdest brunch. This it, it yeah. has been because it got like real and shit. Yeah, and then real also, brunch, real brunch. Yeah, here all that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't either. I'm kind of stunned. I didn't. I honestly kind of came in pretty cynical about this, and now I'm like deep in, really yep. deep in. Yeah, not like cynical, but just like yeah. I fun. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is really helpful. Carly, can I ask you a selfish question that is probably just for me, but also who knows who's listening? Um, <laughs> so do you do the practice of uh, reading your own like single card? And if you do, how often do you do that? When I first started reading, I would read a card every day for myself. And it was how I learned the deck. It was like talking to one person a day, reading one mm-hmm. card a day. Oh, okay. And so I did that for a year. Mm-hmm. And then for the next year, I read small spreads for myself. Mm-hmm. And then I started reading for others. Mm-hmm. Today, now that I'm a professional reader who reads for many people, I don't often do cards for myself because my original mentor said that every reading that you do for somebody else is also a reading for you. Oh. And that's part of why I'm so invested when I'm working with each of you, because whatever it is that I'm sharing with you is also coming from my lens, my experience, things on my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's why you want to have a reader that you trust or like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I just got three readings and all of these different ideas of how I could change my life. Right. So this was my reading. That's oh, wow. awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. That is cool. I do read for myself on my birthday and I will read for myself when I need some support. So especially when it comes to things like relationships, when Mm -hmm. your emotions are all over the place, Mm. I could call my sister and ramble on and on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you really have to assess yourself. And so I'll pull out my cards and try to get a sense of what's this person's role? Like, what am I reacting to? What are you know, mm-hmm. where's this coming mm-hmm. from? And I'll use the cards to help me get a grounding. Then I'll call my sister, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and then <laughs> on my birthday, I always like to do a spread for myself as well. Cool. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Lisa, does this inspire your tarot practice a little bit more? It does very much. I literally like I've had the cards for five days, maybe a week. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like less than a week. 
What kind did you get? Uh, Morgan Greer. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those are classic. Those are 1970s classics. Yeah, they're very cool. Or I like them. Mm-hmm. I need to go more in depth into my... Lisa bought me some for my Christmas or my birthday. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Do I you even remember I that? Remember. You gave me some. I think it was your birthday. <laughs> yeah. That makes more sense. It's kind of close to Christmas also. So Yeah. I have no idea what kind they are, though. I don't remember. But... They weren't like a typical one or whatever yeah they weren't one of the standard ones i don't think yeah there can be a lot of fun decks out there Mm -hmm. but even i have trouble sometimes connecting with them because they can be incredibly superficial right i mean it's kind of like fast fashion in the clothing industry Mm -hmm. where you can have cards that are made by an artist who thought tarot is cool and inspiring but they didn't imbue a lot of symbolism in the deck right Uh, or you can have an author that doesn't really understand even how to work with the cards because anybody can tell you what a card means, but it's important to then consider what do you do about it Mm -hmm. or how do you integrate that idea or that concept into your life? So there are so many cool decks out there and they're all valuable in their own way. I always think it is good though to have like a classic deck because that can give you like a foundation or a grounding that people have been working with for like decades. And a lot of our literature is based on those older decks. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. And tarot is cool because anybody can do it. You don't need to be psychic. Um, my, I have tarot classes and they're called I'm Not Your Fortune Teller. <laughs> That's so adorable. <laughs> because there's a very simple... Because I used to go to parties in Austin for tech companies. Right. And the... I would be so honored to be there and get to share my tarot with all these entrepreneurs and talk about their goals and their dreams and yeah. their challenges. And then the host would get up and say... So you can come over and get a drink here and then sit here and get your fortune told. And it would just be a face palm for myself oh, because no. it, it just belittled me so much. Right. Yeah. And again, I understand where that's coming from, given your guys' experiences getting readings. Yeah. Still, that's, that's kind of like hiring a, a, a portrait artist and saying, we have a face painter in the car, you know, corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a little more to it. Yeah, and you put a lot of energy and love and care into it because your words are incredibly powerful, as are Mm -hmm. your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So if my words can shift your thoughts and your thinking process, and if your thinking process shifts your world, then it is important to consider how are we helping you see your life. Oh, God, I think about this with comedy. I do. I think, like, when I'm writing my jokes, I think like that. Like, the words I'm going to use to make people laugh, they better not be like for evil. I just think about because like you can incept a lot of like prejudice and evil ideas if you because when you make people laugh, you open them up to an idea. And yeah, it there's so many jokes I've thrown away because I realized like, oh, shit, it's funny, but it's making people think something I don't want them to think. It's hard for you because you're talking to large groups of people at one time. Yeah. And then if your work is shared on the internet, you yeah. have no idea who your audience is. Yeah. It'd be so much easier if you could control that you're just talking to this one group of people, you know, and they would take it this way and somebody else would take it this way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That help. That's weird. I don't know. Do you feel like that or no? Oh yeah. yeah. Cripplingly. So cripplingly. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, does it make it hard to write new material? I'm sorry. I'm diving into some other topic here now, but no, I'm like consistently like, uh, is this going to upset anybody that I know? Mm -hmm. Is this going to upset? And that means like, 
even before I, I met them, but like birth parents, like, are they right. going to be upset by what I'm joking about with adoption? And like, um, are my parents' parents, you know, are they going to, so it's one of those things, like, I don't, um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it hard because you have to stay in the moment. And I even think like when we do this podcast, sometimes like, you know, we, we like to have fun. And then I go back and I'm listening to it on the edit and I'm like, I wish I hadn't said that. Sometimes I'll trim some shit out. Yeah. It's never your shit. It's never you guys. It's just me going. Like, you can trim my shit out if I sound like a dick. No, well, please it. do. <laughs> well, I mean, there's times when we totally do go on yeah. a dick t- tangent and I take it out. But like, if it's just, it's just me being insecure about like, Oh, I, I don't know if I want to commit to that exact quote. Right. You know? And it's yeah. like, so it's almost too much concern or consideration. Like you do have to just kind of be, um, yourself. Like the card says. Yeah. Your Knight of Pentacles. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we all learned something. Oh, seriously. This is this so was good. awesome. Yeah. This was really good. This is really cool. Thank um, you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank for you coming for in coming in. Yeah. Celebrate our fiftieth episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My honor. I appreciate getting to be here and getting to share this with you because it is something that when you get to experience it well, it Mm -hmm. can totally change how you see the practice. And now that you guys have tarot in your hands, I hope that you'll think about using it this way too. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. No, thank you so much, Carly. Um, Check out Soundsite Tarot. Do you have any, uh, any things coming up in like November that you want to... I have a workshop on the last weekend of November about the women in the history of tarot. And so it's a two hour workshop that will teach you about Pamela Coleman Smith and some of the people that made tarot what it is today because women don't get talked about a lot in tarot history, even though they're primarily the current readers. It's Mm -hmm, it's mostly females. Um, And then the month after that, we'll talk about using tarot Uh, in December as a way to make a gift for somebody. And so you'll basically perform a reading for somebody that you love and I'll have all these prompts and help you interpret cards and you'll draw out a reading for somebody and you'll write about it and then you'll make it interactive so that when you hand somebody this piece of paper, they'll get to fill out like a little spectrum of how much do they agree with this idea or what are their top priorities right now. So it's kind of a fun little adventure you get to give a friend and i'll teach a workshop on that in december that's That's so fun that's such a great idea and then if anyone wants to learn how to read tarot i'm not your fortune teller starts on november 25th and that's a six-week session that will teach you how to read for yourself and for others in the ethics in tarot and also um how to interpret these cards intuitively because memorizing them is not so easy right Right. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so those are the big things coming up and uh, I have a new studio that just opened up on the east side. Uh, on Sundays, I'm there, and on Monday nights. And uh, so that's in Springdale General, if any, anyone is in Oh, Austin I love that place, yeah. Nice. And wants mm-hmm. to drop by. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you yeah. so much. That's awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Yay. Follow us and follow her. Yeah. Follow us at Weird Brunch everywhere, and follow Carly uh, at Sound Insight Tarot. Or Sound Sight Tarot, sorry. No and there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks for listening